Two dudes and a cage. We are back again with the first event of the year. Well, the first numbered event, anyway. UFC 283. I know I say this a lot, but this card is stacked. There's a ton of fights with good fighters on it. Let's get into it so we don't waste your time. Yeah, yeah. What do we got first? Well, first, welcome to Priscil. It's been a while. Finally out of the United States, uh, going to back to Brazil. And the first fight we got is Samen Oliveira versus Daniel Marcos. You know, Marcos is 13-0, and and he's got good striking and good wrestling. He won a contract back in September on the Contender Series. Oliveira, uh, he is 18-4. and He's got good jiu-jitsu and pretty good striking. He did lose his UFC debut, but I think he matches up well with Marcos. But I think Marcos is going to get this one done. It's going to be a good test for both of them, but Marcos gets his hand raised. Man, dude, this is such an interesting opener. Like, both these guys have, like, legit records. Simon, five KOs, 11 subs. Man, he's got a ton of first-round finishes. He's a 6'4 Bantamweight. Like, that's crazy. I was telling people in my gym about this last night. I'm like, dude, 6'4, and he's a Bantamweight. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, man. He's never been finished. Daniel has seven KOs. He's on a 19-fight win streak. He's never lost a fight. 13-0 as a pro. This dude, I remember, um, was getting lots of hate on Contender Series. They were saying, oh, he's from Peru. Peru doesn't have that good of competition, that high level. Uh, world, we, we, He's probably going to get run through here because of that. And dude just came on and just put a fucking dominant performance on. And even though Simon's never been finished on uh, undefeated streak. Uh, wait, you said he lost his debut? Uh, no, no. Yeah, it, it said that no, no, uh, Simon oh, wait, lost Ooh, his... I messed it up. Fuck, never mind. Simon... Daniel Marcos is undefeated. It's early here. I apologize. We did this one early. Simon, uh, yeah, fuck. I'm going to cut this part out, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> I think Daniel is going to get his hand raised too, man. Uh, Simon, it'll be a good test. Uh, you know, he lost his UFC debut. He has four losses already. He's lost to some good competition. Where Daniel's on that 19th fight win streak, uh, never lost. I think he's really hungry. I think he's going to come for it. He's going to get his hand raised. I agree. Man, next up, Josan Jos Nunez, Versaia Farim. Sorry about their names. Josan is 9-1. She's got 7 KOs. The only thing I don't like about her is she fights like once a year. Um, there was like one year where she had a couple of fights, but uh, uh, she pretty much only fights one a year. It's really active. Um, Sarah, she's French, so her name's probably like Sarah or something like that. She's got four KOs. She's coming off of two losses. Her last fight was in 2020. She's pretty inactive as well. Um... I think Joe Sand's gonna win this one. Uh, 
just because of the inactivity, two losses in a row for Sarah. I'm just not seeing her getting a win out of here. What do you think, Matt? You know, they're both uh, featherweights, so it is hard to get fights. But true. Uh, one in a year, one in two years is a little less active, I do agree. Uh, Zara is 0-2 in the UFC, so she really needs this one, especially in that division. Uh, she's a striker, but she has a tendency to keep her head on that center line, and I think that's going to give Nunez the opportunity to get a KO. Nunez is a striker. She's got great power. She's five foot two, like she, she's basically the female Tank Davis in that division. She's got that power, can knock you out. Uh, she lands seven strikes per minute, so I, I just think she's gonna overwhelm Sarah and she's gonna get it done early. I'm gonna say second round. Nice, nice. Next fight we got. The welcome back fight. We got Warley Alves versus Nicholas Dalby. Yeah. Uh, Alves hasn't fought since June of 2021. Uh, his last fight he lost. He's a, a good kickboxer. He's got good jiu-jitsu. And Dalby is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. And he's a green belt in Ashihara Karate. Which is yeah. pretty interesting. Uh Dalby's more of a pace fighter than he is a knockout fighter. So uh, he keeps up that good pace, which is good for him. But the last time Alves has taken a year more off after a loss, he's came back and won. And I think he's going to keep that streak. So I'm going with Alves by decision. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I like uh, like what you said about Worley, uh, how he's... Uh, got the green belts in karate. Uh, usually, green belts like kind of a lower rank. So I'm, I wonder, like, it's kind of a weird stat if like that's something he's like newly into or or what. Uh, brown belt and BJJ. Uh, oh, fuck. god damn! Fucking all up today. Dalby is the green belt in karate. Brown belt and BJJ. He's got six KOs, four subs. Uh, Warley's got four KOs, six subs. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Warley is he wins, lose, wins, lose lately. Um, he keeps going back and forth. Um, I'm honestly kind of having a hard time picking Elvis winning this fight, and I'm I'm leaning a little bit more towards Dalby on this one. Um, but I think this one could go either way. I think it's really close. Honestly, this is one I probably wouldn't even bet on. Uh, I would just enjoy this fight for what it is. It's, it's definitely a, it's a fan fight right here. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I think this, this is a good matchup. Uh, these two, yeah, these two are going to bring it. They're going to put on an entertaining fight. Uh, so you want to have to put some money on it to make it even more exciting for you. All right. Man, I like these two young guys coming up, but it's uh, Ishmael Bonfim versus Terrace McKinney. The Bonfim brothers were both on last season of Dana White Contender Series. Uh, Ishmael has eight KOs, four subs. This is his USAC debut. Man, they didn't give him an easy fight for that either against Terrence Kinney, who's got five KOs, eight subs, 
purple belt in BJJ. He's an NJCAA wrestler, which is like a junior college wrestler. Plus, Terrence McKinney was a two-time high school state champ wrestler. Uh, you know, I, I have a, I really like the Bomb Fiend brothers. So, like, it makes me want to lean towards picking them. Um, I, I honestly think Ishmael is not quite as good as his brother Gabriel. And with his, with it being his UFC debut against Terrence McKinney, I, I, I see Terrence walking away with the win here, honestly. Uh, I'm rooting for Ishmael, but uh, I have a hard time picking him, honestly. Yeah. The the Bonfim brothers kind of remind me of the Luazon brothers. Like, uh, Joe was yeah. the more talented, and Dan was just, like, the grinder. And I feel like Ishmael fits that grinder uh, personality. But he's got a tough one in, in T-Rex. Uh, McKinney called out, you know, top ten guys, and I feel like they gave him this fight to see if he's ready because he is a little bit younger. Uh, he's got great wrestling, and his striking improves every single fight. He's really good at MMA wrestling, especially with his uh, college, uh, junior college background, which the GOAT is a junior college wrestler, so you can't, right. you can't dismiss that. But I'm going to – I feel like McKinney's got the edge just in the – overall aspect and that's why I think he's going to get this one done yeah I really liked like McKinney's background like uh, he was like a military brat uh, he, he lived in Germany for a while then he moved out to Washington I think and uh, um, like he got picked on a lot and that's how he got into sports and you know he probably just didn't have the opportunity to go to a big college and yeah, like you said, who, who cares that it was a junior college and and why it really, it's probably not even necessary to make that distinction. Um, you know, if you're wrestling at the collegiate level, you still wrestle at the collegiate level. Yeah, a lot of a lot of JUCO wrestlers had issues like it could be grades or something that kept them from not going to a D two or a D one school. Exactly. Exactly. There's many things. Yeah. Next fight, it's an interesting one. Like the matchup, you got Luan Lasarda versus Cody Stamen. Uh, this is Lasarda's debut fight, and you know Cody Stamen's had a few in the UFC already. But Lasarda is twelve and one. He's a jujitsu fighter, and Stamen is a wrestler with a blue belt in jujitsu. I think in this fight. If Cody wants to win, he's got to keep it standing, which kind of it gives him a disadvantage since he is a really good wrestler. He's got good chain wrestling, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Lasarda's going to either get taken down and then in transition he's going to catch Stamen, or he's going to get a trip and get Stamen down. But I think I think Lasarda's going to get the submission in the second round. Yeah, dude. Uh, Luan Lasarda's got ten subs. He hasn't lost since two thousand and fourteen. Uh, I might not have heard you correct, but Luan is a BJJ black belt. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, okay, okay. It was Cody as the blue belt. Yeah, 
He's got really solid takedowns, and he's got really stamina. Luan is is uh, said to be a, one of the next big prospects. Dude's dude's really good. Uh, uh, they're they're saying he's gonna he could he could do great things in this sport. Um, he's been a pro for a long time. He hasn't lost for a long time. Cody, he's got seven KOs and two subs. So right, that that kind of shows you where he likes to keep the fight. He's better at standing. He's only a blue belt in BJJ. He was an NCAA Division II wrestler. Uh, Cody has faced a lot of high-level competition, but he's lost to all of them. He's lost to all Jermaine Sterling, Sed Nurmagomedov, Murad Elish. Um, Luan obviously isn't that caliber yet, but they're saying he's gonna be. Um, so I, I just don't see Cody getting this one over Luan. Um, I think his his grappling is going to be too experienced for him. He's going to get a takedown. Um, as long as he doesn't get knocked out in the process, Luan will get the finish for sure. Yeah. Next up. Yeah, for sure. The other Bonfim brothers, Gabriel Bonfim, Bruce Munir, Laziz. Gabriel has three KOs, ten subs, Dana White Contender Series, UFC debut, he is undefeated at 13 and 0. Manier has eight KOs. <laughs> what, uh, what's crazy about this guy is he has like ties to like the Arab cartel crime syndicate. Uh, uh, like this guy, one of the guys has like a, a millions of dollar bounty on his head. Or I can't remember the number. It might not be that high, but like there's like a bounty on this guy's head that he's got close connections to and. Uh, they're like wanting information on him. I'm like, damn. Um, this dude is a striker, but he's kind of well-rounded. I think it should be a good test for Gabriel. Uh, um, but unlike his brother Ishmael, I'm picking Gabriel to win this one. Yeah, you know, I gotta go through my notes because I had like his brother fights on the early prelims. We've already stated that. <laughs> like he said, you know. Gabriel has very, very slick jujitsu, and he's got good uh, grappling transitions. And Munier has great takedown defense. I want to say, yeah, seventy-one percent takedown defense. And he's, you know, he's a good striker. He's got seven point four significant strikes landed per minute. Uh, Gabriel is 6.17, so he's not afraid to strike. I think this is going to be more of a stand-up fight. And I I think Bonfim's going to close the distance, get in, and he's going to be able to uh, get this one done. It's nice. All right. Next fight, we got... Shamil Abdurakhimov versus Haltin uh, Almeida. Yeah. Almeida is a monster. He's a heavy favorite. Minus 900. Yeah. I think he's the... He's pretty sure he's the biggest favorite on this card. Probably. It, it's a fair assessment. You know, he's got very strong takedowns. He's very strong jujitsu for a, a heavyweight. Uh... 
he can hold his own on his feet. He's got a few KOs. And he does well mixing all three of those aspects up. Especially at heavyweight, you know, you think stand and bang. And he's like, no, I'm going to take you down. Uh, Shamil, he's, he's on a little slide. He's uh, a wrestler and a kickboxer. And he's lost his last three fights by TKO. Uh, unfortunately, I got this one. He's going to be on a four-fight streak, uh, losing streak, maybe cut. I Probably hope. get released. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's going to get released. I think Almeida's going to get this done, and he'll be on a, I think three fight. I think he's on two fight now. I think he's going to keep that alive and go a three fight win streak, maybe crack the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with your assessment, Holu. Uh, Shamil has got nine KOs, four subs. He's a, a wushu and karate uh, kickboxing master. Uh, he's from Dagestan, so he should be able to wrestle, but I don't think he ever does. He's on a three-fight losing streak, like you said. Man, Halton, six KOs, 11 subs. Dude, he's well-rounded. He looks for a takedown, ground and pound you. He was a light heavyweight. He moved up to heavyweight. I, I don't know. Did he struggle with weight or something? I'm not not sure why he moved, even moved up to heavyweight. Um, I think he moved up because he would be faster than most yeah. of them. And drain, drain too much out of him, cutting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he, go ahead. He looks good. He yeah. looks cl- like lean and cut. He doesn't have like extra fat on him, and and you know, um, it seems to me. Like, yeah, Halton's the big underdog. I, I think he'll probably run through Shamil like he has his last few opponents. It seems to me like they're kind of padding Halton a little bit. They're giving him these easier fights. Like, dude's on a three-fight losing streak. Uh, Halton's, like, running through, dude. It seems like they should give him some some higher competition at this point. But, like, he ran through Parker Porter at heavyweight. These, these guys aren't really, like that high class level yet so maybe they're just unsure if he's ready to to move up to the next level um, but yeah. I, I think he'll assume for sure i think he'll, if he wins this they're gonna have to give him a top 10 guy yeah gotta yeah, gotta sure. test him see where he's at yeah that makes sense to me too yeah so, this next fight not to be mistaken with tiago moses tiago moses <laughs> with an I versus ooh Mela Quanzo Costa man I like that that Costa guy man Tiago he's got three KOs seven subs he's got a, a ton of good experience and a ton of high level organizations LFA RFA he's a BJJ black belt he trained at American top top team Costa got seven KOs six subs He's from the LFA. I watch every LFA event every time they come on. I really like the LFA, except for Ron Krug. He annoys the shit out of me. Uh, for Costa, man, I, uh, I really want this guy to win this fight, but I, I'm just unsure he's going to do it uh, against Tiago. Um, I'm, I'm really rooting for Costa. I just don't see him winning this fight, honestly. Dude's really good. He's really well-rounded. He brings the fight every time. Uh, but but uh, Tiago is, has, is really experienced. He 
he's been in the UFC. He's beat some good guys. Uh, I think it's just almost maybe too tough of a matchup for Costa. Interesting. Yeah. I th- see. Yeah, I agree with you that Tiago, he has the the advantage, but I think Costa's power. I think. I think that's going to be the difference in this one. I hope he wins, bro. I really do. I hope Costa wins. I, well, I've seen him his last few fights, and I'm like, dude, this dude's for real. So I, yeah. I'm rooting for Costa. Though it's hard. So I, it's hard for me to like to to pick a guy and bet on him when I when I like him. You know, yeah. I, I tend to stay away from it because I don't want my my feelings to influence who I who I bet on. Like uh like I'm from with I'm from Wisconsin. I never bet on the Green Bay Packers. Never. Uh like that last game, uh uh they were playing Detroit at home. I was talking to my uncle and he's like, Oh, they're at home all day and if they win, uh they get in they get in the playoffs. He's like, Oh, I'd take that action all day. And they got fucking stomps. You know, so it just that just goes to prove a point. Like you never pick that that team that you like like that. So I just don't do it when I'm fighting either. The best betting advice is don't bet on your friends or your you know your favorites. Yeah, because yeah. then if they lose, you're mad twice because you lost money and they lost. Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I I just think that's how it should be. All right. So we're split on the. We've had two fights so far that we're split on, which is interesting. And I could go either way on on them, you know. Honestly, yeah, yeah I could see uh, like Tiago winning, but I just with Costa's power, I think that's gonna be the difference, especially with the way these judges are. And you know, he hits him a few times, gets him shook up a little bit. I think the judge is gonna see it differently. It's sad you have to make predictions and factor in the judges and not just the skills. For sure. All right, next fight we got. We got Gregory Rodriguez versus Bruno Ferreira. Tell you what, Bruno is, uh, he reminds me of, like, Paula Costa and Yoa Romero, like, with his body stature. Looks like a Greek yeah. god. Uh, I wish I looked like that. Yeah. He's a power puncher. Like, I mean, just looking at him, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, but he's also got good jiu-jitsu. He's 9-0. and But I think that Gregory is going to test him in areas that will be good for Bruno in the long run. Uh, Rodriguez, he's, he's got decent grappling. He's got good striking. And he's more of like a pressure fighter. He doesn't just... He does combinations, you know, and punches and bunches. And I think at the beginning, Bruno's going to struggle with that, but he's going to get his timing down, and he's going to get it done. So, Bruno for the win. Uh-oh. Gregory, man, he's got seven KOs, four subs. He's a BJJ black belt. He was in the LF, He was the LFA middleweight champion, actually. He's also an eight-time BJJ champion. Bruno, six KOs, three subs. He's undefeated. He's a BJJ black belt, 
who's also a BJJ national champion. Man, I had a lot of hearts on picking a lot of these fights, man. I, I feel like there's a ton of good matchups on this card. I really like the, how the matchmaking is going. Like, uh, I that like seven KOs, six KOs, four subs, three subs, national champ, national champ. Uh, the, uh, man, who's ever doing the matchmaking at the US, UFC is doing a really well job. Uh, I know it's like a combination of a few a few guys. Um, uh, I'm just I'm just really digging it for this card. Oh, I me too. Like going through, I'm like, wow, these guys match up really well. Perfectly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like a lot of the local cards you see, it's totally one sided. Like your boy Tim Bazer says, most of the time, ninety percent of the fighters in the red side are gonna win. Yeah, uh, just it's just it's kind of lame. The, um, another coach in the area calls it the homeboy hookup. He's been posting a lot uh, on Facebook lately. Another lopsided card. Another one sided mismatch. This dude's guy, he won't call out nobody directly, but he's like, this dude's got a lot of potential, and he's fighting a fucking bum. Again. Yeah. Uh, you see it all the time, and it's like, dude, you're, you know, fighting a guy, padding your record, you're not going to get into the UFC like that. They're going to look at the, the level of competition you fought and be like, you ain't fought nobody. You, Why, you, know? you even see it in Bellator and PFL. Yeah, for sure. For like, sure. Like, the UFC... Some guys they'll give you know a favorable matchup to, and they're like if they want to build them up like Sean O'Malley, you know, yeah, Conor yeah. McGregor, Patty Pimblett, but they get yeah. like one maybe two, and then they get thrown the wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think that's how it should be, honestly. Yeah. You know, uh, like like Dana said, the best fight the best. You know. Yeah. And that's what helps UFC build where boxing is, you know, stifling and... Right. It's more of a sham. Hand-picking every opponent. Yeah. Uh, you know. uh, the fighter has a lot of say in who they fight. Um, I, I, like we talked about with Miranda, you know, uh, that you get offered a fight and basically take it or leave it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, unless you're like champion top five, you may get a couple of opponents where you get to choose from. Uh, but still, it's at that top five level, none of them are going to be easy for you, you know? Exactly. Um, we're divided on this one. I think Gregory's going to win. Oh, we don't talk about Bruno and the, the Charles household. <laughs> no, uh, I could see another fight. I could see going either way. Uh, I wish I had the odds pulled up so I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure these guys were pretty close. Uh, uh, yeah, Gregory is a plus 185, and Bruno is a minus 215. So slight favorite for Bruno. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a close pick em, but Wait until we get to the co-main event. I'll read off those odds. I, right, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the Lauren Murphy, those, are, yeah, yeah, there's a couple of <laughs> interesting. So Bruno might be the favorite. So I'm picking a lot of underdogs on this fight, and usually when I do that, it kind of backfires on me. So Bruno might be the better pick, honestly. But this would be the card because all a lot of these, there's a couple that I don't see going one way, but there's a lot of these fights I could see either way. Yeah, and you can yeah. tell with the odds which ones. Like if they're a 
a 50 point difference you're like I, I could bet on that one and be okay for sure yep I agree ooh next up we got the retirement fight it's probably I'm just kidding I don't think it is from Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Eor Patera man Shogun is still fighting after all these years man that's crazy well, I, what I find interesting about Shogun, he's got 21 KOs and only one sub on his record. Even though he's a BJJ black belt, he's also got a black parade, which is an armband in Muay Thai, which is how it should be said. You know he's legit because he's not called a black belt in Muay Thai. So I'm really appreciating to have that correctly for Shogun, which means he's a real Muay Thai uh traditional list you know which uh coming from a muay thai background i love myself he's had over 40 pro fights he's the former ufc champion um he's on a two-fight loss streak he lost to osp he lost to paul craig i believe paul craig tko'd him yeah and which paul craig submits guys you know um Eeyore, on the other hand, has seven KOs, seven subs, very well-rounded. He's also coming off a loss. He really doesn't go for a lot of takedowns. So I'm seeing this more be uh, a stand-up match, honestly. And being more of a stand-up match, um, even though Shogun has that, that black belt level, I think he's got a better chance winning at the stand-up uh, I mean, Forrest Griffin submitted Shogun back in the day, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of susceptible on, on the ground uh, ground game. I think I think Shogun, even though how much I love him, he was in pride. He was, you know, he's been around forever, um, you know, since I've been a fan of MMA. Um, I think his time is just coming to an end. Um uh, I just uh, I think Eeyore is going to win this fight honestly um, he's probably going to get a knockout too um, that's just what I'm seeing I got three points to highlight from what you said one I don't know if it's his retirement fight but it's got to be one of his last God. and it'd be a perfect ending win or lose you know in Brazil it'd be a perfect ending for him he's, sure. he's long in the tooth he's 41 He's been fighting over two decades. Twenty years, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he has the edge on the feet, but I think what screws him is Father Time catches up with everyone, and he's been a little bit slower than usual in his last fights, and I think that's what allows Eeyore to get it done. And I, I think... Hate to say it, but I think Rue is gonna he's gonna end up on his back and he's gonna get TKO'd. Yeah, I do too. You know, I, Shogun is awesome. I remember when he fought Machida back in 2007 or eight for the title, and he was winning that whole fight, and he lost by decision, and they did an immediate rematch, and he KO'd Machida. And that was when Machito was like twenty one and zero. Yeah. And then yeah. he lost to John Jones, but still he was the champ. 
Next fight, the first fight on the main card is... This is a definitely one to bring in the people. Uh, we got Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. And, you know, last fight with Johnny Walker, we mentioned that he uh, he's he hasn't been the same since he blew out his shoulder. And I feel like that is always going to be the best way to beat Walker is hit him early, get him to second-guess himself. If he gets in his rhythm, it's going to be a long night for anyone. But Craig has got power, but he's more of a grappler. And back to Walker, he's going to get it done. I'm going with it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I even tell you what. I want to say it's a second round KO. Okay, okay. You think he's going to make a comeback, huh? I do. It's Brazil. Just no worm. If you win, Johnny Walker, I know you listen to our show. If you win, don't do the worm. Man, dude, please. Please, bro. (laughs) Jesus. I, I, I personally think... We're not going to have to worry about that, though. Paul Craig, he's got three KOs, 13 subs, BJJ black belt. He's the Scottish dude that everybody knows. Man, uh, what I don't like about Paul Craig is he pulls guard, man. Pulling guard in an MMA fight is kind of weak, if you ask me. Um, But to each his own, he gets the job done. Dude, Paul Craig beat Jamal Hill. Yeah. If that tells you anything. Johnny Walker lost to Jamal Hill. And, and Johnny Walker lost to Jamal Hill. I know MMA Matt doesn't add up. Johnny, on the other hand, pretty much the opposite of Paul, where he's got 15 KOs and three subs. He is a brown belt in BJJ. Um, he's had some chin issues that have been a little bit of worry lately. I think I think they're giving Johnny some more favorable matchups with some, some uh, grapply grappling-oriented fighters instead of striking-oriented because they're tired of seeing him get knocked out. Um, Eon could have could have knocked him out easily. Oh, much. yeah. But, but he ended up submitting him. He put, like you said, he put the pressure on him and got the finish. Um, uh, man, I, I, I... The way Paul Craig fights has me worried a little bit. Um... But I, I think if he pushes pushes it towards Johnny, tries to get a takedown, and does get a takedown, um, uh, he very well could win this fight. But like you said, if, if Johnny keeps him off of him, he finds his groove, um, he, he very well could finish Paul Craig just because of how Paul Craig fights. You know, he's only looking to get down to the ground. Um, you, you might not see that in this fight because... Uh, if anybody, if his coaches or anybody did proper uh, tape study on him, they know you can knock him out. All you got to do is land that one clean shot on him. Uh, Hopefully, Paul Craig tries to strike with him a little bit and, um, you know, just doesn't flop down to the ground and say, come on down here, bro. Uh, Yeah. Because Johnny Walker's going to be like, nope. Yeah. I think... uh... Because Walker changed gyms. He went to SBG Ireland with Kavanaugh and, and Rhodey and Connor. And I think that helps him and his confidence level. Like, we've seen it in the last fight. 
You know, but if Craig can catch him with a clean shot, even to just rock him, everything Walker's talent and everything just goes out the window. And then he gets, you know, chin high, gets a little chinny once he gets hit. And, yeah. God, I remember his first fight was in Brazil. And he came out, like, you know, stripping, like he was a stripper, just. It was. I became a fan. It was awesome. Because he was a stripper. No, like the, his <laughs> energy. Yeah, because he was a stripper. No, but his the, his energy and just like. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he did, did the backflip and he did the worm and then, his second or third fight in he did the worm and he was like I I blew up my shoulder Joe. And that was the end he of it. He come out like hyped up for sure. Yeah. And it's six foot three Brazilian. How can you go wrong? Right, right. Yeah, especially fighting in Brazil. It's yeah. Or going against them. So we're split on three. This next fight, pretty sure we're going to pick the same fighter on this one. <laughs> Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. Lauren Murphy's got eight KOs, one sub. She's a BJJ brown belt. She fought Valentina for the title even though it was a little one-sided. Jessica, she's got nine KOs, eight subs. She can finish you anywhere. She was a former champ. She's a BJJ black belt. Man, she's really tough. She's really aggressive. She doesn't play around in there, um, which I think is bad for Lauren Murphy. Uh, I, I think Jessica's always looking to come forward. She hits hard. She's just she just always bringing it, pushing the pace. Uh, I think Lauren's going to be in trouble. I really do. Um, Lauren's been training with Miranda Maverick and Raquel Pennington. Raquel Pennington just got a win. Um, So she's really trying to step up her game. I just don't think... uh, uh, The the odds are pretty lopsided. It's like 400 and 300 last time I checked. Uh, I I just don't think she stands a chance against Jessica. I think she's going to get finished one way or another. I think Miranda is, would be the perfect training partner to um, mimic Andrade's style just because of the pure strength. Uh, last time Andrade fought in Brazil was against Rose for the title where she KO'd her by slam, which you know, is a technical mistake on the other half because she was losing that fight. But... Can't take that away. She was the former champion. She had a good fight against Valentina, and I think she wants to redeem herself because Valentina is just a whole different animal. I just think her strength and her pace is going to do Lauren Murphy not so well. Uh, I just, Andrade's just too strong, and. She's not big enough for 135. She's just right at 125, and God, she's a monster. If there was no Valentina, she'd probably be champion and hold it for a while. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. For sure. Alright, this next fight, we got Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. This one... 
it was tough for me. You know, Magny is a very, very talented fighter. He's currently ranked number 12. Uh, Dureño is ranked number 5. So it's a good matchup. But Gilbert Burns is just so powerful. And he's so strong. And yes, he lost to Hamza, maybe. But I, I feel like he's going to have used this fight as a... Uh, I'm back, and, you know, it was a fluke type. So, unfortunately, with Magni, you know, he's unorthodox, and he throws strikes from many different angles, which helps him, especially his 9-inch reach advantage on most fighters. But I'm going to have to go against my army brother, and i got to pick Burns in this one. Yeah. I will be yeah. rooting Magni, though. Nice. You know the thing about uh, the Burns Hamza fight is he didn't really decisively lose. Like Hamza just steamrolls everybody. Yeah. And uh, their fight was super close. It was a really good fight. They were fucking trading hard ass shots. Uh, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of in that fight. You know? No. Uh, it was an amazing fight. Uh, Gilbert got paid his win money even though he lost. Like, that's how good the fight was. I think that one is one of the most common. Like, it could have went either way. That that should be, like, the the pinnacle fight. of If they want to judge and go either way, watch that fight. Right, right. It could have went either way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Gilbert Burns, six KOs, eight subs. He's a third-degree BJJ Black Belt. He's a world champion. Dude is known for his BJJ, but turned into a striker. Now everybody knows him for being a crazy hard striker. And they forgot all about his BJJ, which is crazy. He comes forward. He hits hard. He's got a good chin. He can take a shot. He's got good cardio. Neil Magny, seven KOs, four subs, BJJ Brown Belt. He was a collegiate wrestler. He played collegiate football. He was an army veteran, like you said, and he was even deployed to Kuwait. Gotta have respect for him for that. The only thing I don't like about Neil is he's kind of timid when he fights. Um, You know, he kind of sits back and looks for openings and just kind of pumps his jab a lot. Um, uh, I I don't think that's stylistically a good matchup for Gilbert. I think Gilbert's just gonna kind of come at him and, and overpressure him, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna be bad for Neil. Um, you know, Neil's gonna try and push him off of him and, and try and make him slow down, um, and that usually works after a few times with a lot of fighters when when Neil defends you and gets you away and gets back to his style of fight. But uh, I, I think Gilbert's not gonna stop. You know, he's just gonna keep coming at him, keep coming at him, and, and he's gonna get the win that way. Yeah, when he fought, uh, I know he got the Darce choke on Rodriguez's last fight, but I want to say it was uh, it was a while. I think it was Kiesa. When he fought him, Magny, he he is a counter striker, but he could never find his. He always waits to counter off of your rhythm and then turn it into his momentum. And I, f- I feel like with Gilbert's style of you hit me, I'm going to still run forward towards you. I don't think he's going to be able to find it. And I think this fight's going to be a good one, but it's not going to look as close as it could be. 
for sure. Yo, yo, Gilbert's getting the win. Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry, Neil. I'm sorry, but alright, bro. All right, man. The co-main event. Champ versus interim champ. You've seen these guys fight. This is their fourth fight. It's a record for people fighting four times in the UFC. Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Davison is the champ. He's got nine KOs, eight subs. It should show you how well-rounded he is. He's a BJJ black belt. He trains with Henry Cejudo. You know he's stepping up his game then. Brandon Moreno, he's the interim champ. Four KOs, 11 subs, BJJ black belt. Man, they're both really well-rounded, only honestly. Moreno's been trying to change his game up, man. He's a great boxer. He's got really good boxing skills. He he, His hands are in a more of a boxing stance, kind of like Sean Strickland has has a straight boxing uh, kind of thing going on. Uh, Moreno's hands are more open now. Um, he was training with James Krause. Uh, there's a big James Krause scandal. If you don't know about betting, makes me kind of want to stay away from betting, honestly. Um, even though I, you know, I don't have ties in, in the game like he is. He's now training at uh, Cobrina in Las Vegas under H- Hector Vasquez. Um, a lot of people think Moreno should have won the last fight. Um, I think uh, I think Moreno's gonna win this fight as well, uh, honestly. Um, uh, I, I think I think sometimes Moreno can tend to be drawn into a sluggy match, and that has been seen in the previous fights with Davison Figueredo. Um, hopefully, they don't. Uh, just start swinging it out and, and just get into a big brawl. Uh, Moreno needs to use his head, be decisive about his movements, what he's doing. Um, he's really good. He's really good at, at takedown defense uh, and then getting into the 50-50 position and, and recovering from it and, and, and getting back on his feet. Um, I see the same thing kind of playing out. And I really hope to see Moreno be the champion. You know, this is a great fight. We've said it the last, you know, three times. I could watch him fight again. Right. I think uh, the loser is going to have to roll off a pretty wild streak to get a title shot against the winner again, um, just because it is the fourth time. Moreno is the only one to have a finish between the two. Uh, he did finish Figueredo for his win, and then he lost via split decision after the first one. That was a draw. Uh, do you think the change in camps is going to affect Moreno? I, I, I think it's going to be for the better, honestly. You know, um, uh, plus... Plus, it's not like he's he lost that knowledge he got from James Krause, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's not like he's like still learning how to punch and kick. He's a top level fighter, and he went to James Krause, and James Krause probably did a data dump on him with everything he's doing wrong, and gave him all the information he already needed 
you know, and he, you can kind of see that, and he applied that in the Kai Car France fight. Um, so, I, so I think he still has all that knowledge that he got from Kraus. Plus, now he's training in another new gym. He's getting more knowledge dumped on him from Hector Vasquez. So he's just continuing to, to learn and build off of the championship material that he already is. Um, you know, the, th- the thing about that is, like, Davidson's doing the same thing, training yeah. with Cejudo now. And Henry Cejudo has not only proven that he's a world-class athlete, He's a world-class coach as well. Yeah. Like, dude knows how to coach fighters. Like, he may be a cocky little shit, but he knows what he's talking about. So he has the right to be cocky, honestly. He's an Olympic yeah. champion, you know, all that. He's got the credentials. Yeah, if, if you so, break this fight down, like, power it goes to Figueredo. Speed goes to Moreno. Strength goes to Figueredo. Like technical footwork goes to Mor- you know Moreno. They're, the odds are minus one ten, minus one ten. This is a fight that is even the odds makers don't know who's gonna win. They go either way. Yeah, and they've fought three times before. But even if you look at other fighters that have fought a fighter before, you could tell the action isn't there. Because they know. These two guys, this is like the first time. They just go at it. I think Moreno is going to get it done and be the champ again. The baby assassin. And then I think Figueredo is going to you know, go back. He's going to win three or four. And then we're going to have a fifth one mid-next year, maybe. I hope not, honestly. No, I, I think after this... It's gonna have to be. A, we know you're, you know, the number two guy, but you're gonna have to wait until there's a new number one. Yeah, and it's gonna be for both of them, it, not just Figueroa. If Moreno's gonna have the same thing if he loses, and it'll be for the best, you know. It's yeah. kind of time for the division to move on, you know. Just like like with Francis Ngannou getting released from it's just it's he held the division long enough. It's time yeah. for somebody else to get their shot time yeah they waited to you know to see are you is it is your injury healed it is well let's get you a fight you don't want to fight okay you don't have the belt right yeah that's how it has to be can't hold it up not everybody has the uh the uh i don't know the word i'm looking for not everybody is like jerry and and will uh, relinquish the belt because of injury and and not hold it up and say I'm the champ. Yeah, uh, he's a he's definitely got a lot of respect from a lot of people for doing that. Yeah, great segue by the way because we are round two of the vacant light heavyweight title. Uh, yeah. Round one ended as a draw, which you know Joe Rogan's getting some some backlash when he was honest with his opinion at the end of the fight when Blokovic said, you know, give him the belt. He goes, I agree. Which, right. You know, having your own opinion nowadays. <laughs> uh, Teixeira versus Jamil Hill. They were slated to fight last uh, the last card where Blokovic versus uh, Ahmed Akhmagbar? Yeah. Magomed, yeah. yeah. Um, he turned it down because 
Jamil is a different animal. He has a similar style to Yuri, but he mixes wrestling and grappling and his striking well. Uh, do we have another Cinderella story? Is Glover going to be the oldest light heavyweight champion? Breaking his record of being the oldest light heavyweight champion? Or is the young gun going to get it done? Hill is a very, very slight favorite. Uh, minus 125 to a plus 105. And I, I think that's fair. Uh, you got to add an age, you know, speed. Also, you have to add in, uh, he's never done a five-round fight. So that could be a disadvantage. But he's got the power. Teixeira's got the age. Hill's got the belt. And new. Jamal Hill. What do you got? Okay. Man, uh, Glover has got 18 KOs, 10 subs. He's a second degree black belt. He's a fifth degree black belt in Kajinbu. Um, it's a mixture of striking, kicking, throwing, takedowns, joint locks. It's uh, some kind of Hawaiian mixed martial arts, uh, karate style. Um, type of thing. Jamal Hill has seven KOs. Despite what everybody says, he's not a blue belt. He's a BJJ brown belt. Um, he's proven that on Insta lately, showing off his brown belt, telling everybody to set, set the record straight. He was a former basketball player, uh, maybe at the collegiate level or something like that. Uh, so you, so dude's really athletic. Um, Honestly, the only thing, like you said, the only thing I'm worried about uh, for Glover is his age. Um, he, he might be a little bit slower. Uh, Jamal uh, Jamal stands a chance because he's young and fast. Um, uh, I honestly, I don't know. I honestly, I, I just don't see why Jamal Hill is fighting for the title. Um, you know, he's ranked number seven. I think you should at least be in like the top five to be fighting for a title. Um, uh, the, the issue with that is, is there's just no one else to fight for the title, yeah. and that's that's kind of really why. Like everybody else um, that's in the top five has like either either already fought for the title and lost it, like uh, Curtis Blades lost twice to Ngannou, but you know now that Ngannou's gone, that could be. Uh, different thing um uh there's uh Derek lewis uh like uh, all those other guys have, have, like they're coming off losses they're you know uh anthony smith anthony smith uh beat jamal hill uh, craig paul craig i'm pretty sure beat jamal hill who's on the same well, car anthony smith was supposed to fight hill and that card got pulled when he was gonna uh, fight and uh, so now Anthony Smith helped train him against Glover. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull up the rankings and see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I see why they're doing it, because a lot of those guys are coming off losses and, and, and whatnot. So we got um, Alexander Ratchik is five. And I think he he got injured, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. 
get to the bottom. Uh, Anthony Smith is six, and I know he lost to Glover before. Right, right. But still, he's six. He should have got it before the number seven guy, especially when they were about to fight each other. And then yeah. Magomed and Yuri. Uh, Magomed and Jan have already fought. Yuri. Right. And they, I think those two need to fight together again to see who's going to get the next title shot if Yuri's still out. For sure. That's, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I thought Roxit got hurt against Jan. Yeah, he uh, like tore his knee. Oh yeah, his knee. Yeah, his knee. Duh. Yeah, so he's out. I'm a detective. At least six to eight months, you know, knee probably a year, you know, um, before he's back to full health. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it makes sense, like why they're doing it, because all these guys are either injured or they've lost or or whatever, you know. Um. Just things like that. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't think Jamal Hill's ready to be fighting for a title. Jamal Hill is all over Twitter right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I know Twitter is for, like, talking shit and being funny and whatnot. But, like, dudes look, look to me, he looks kind of dumb with the, the, just all the stuff he's been saying on Twitter lately. And I know that's, like, not that big of a deal. Like, how much time does it really take to send out a tweet? But, like, dude should be fucking focusing on training. And all his intensity and everything he has should be uh, directed towards that and not talking crap to little girls on Twitter. Um, That's just my opinion. Um, I I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I feel like, like, He's got like a puncher's chance, and that's about it. And and his his youth and speed are really the only thing he has going for him against Glover. I think Glover is a better athlete all around on every every level. It's just that he's he's starting to age out of MMA at forty one. Um, forty two. Forty two. My yeah. Bad. It just uh, I really think Glover's going to get this one done. I really do. You know. Yeah, I, I could see it. I think uh, if you, if he gets to the ground, Glover's gonna win, and I think Glover's gonna have the best chance to, to take it there. Yeah, and I feel like he knows, cause yeah, he can stand and bang against Jamil, but Jamil's gonna be the faster guy. So, yeah. Yeah, so why would you try to just stand and trade with him? Yeah. This will be this whole card is full of good matchups, interesting like matchups and fights that you know, you can see it go either way. Like stats-wise, Glover should win 9 out of 10 times. For sure. M- MMA-wise, Jamil could win exactly. 5 out of 10 times. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you you never know either. Too. All it takes is one punch, one takedown, to to change the whole fight. You know. Yeah. Look at Yuri. Got him down and submitted him in the fifth round. 
It's crazy. Yeah. No one saw, no one saw that coming <laughs> no. at all. I don't even think he saw it coming. <laughs> right, right. They didn't think he'd win that way. Yeah. For sure. So, it really, really could go either way on a lot of on a lot of these fights. Honestly, uh, that that's what makes it interesting, though. You know, that's what makes for good fights. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! Oh, eating. Eric. Two dudes and a cage. And a cat. Two eight three and a cat. Man, we're looking forward to it. Let us know what you think in the comments. Please, as always, subscribe to the channel. We're starting to get more followers. We appreciate you. We're trying to get to that thousand mark level and beyond. Uh, keep watching our videos. Keep subscribing. Tell your friends about us. Hit that like button comment we'd like to see some more comments come through and let us know what you think either way if you think we're stupid don't know what we're talking about or if you like us let us know let us know how we can improve you know if you think we could do better we'd love to hear your opinion two dudes in a cage we're out <laughs>